All right, guys, you know what it is. Welcome back to the podcast. First, I want to take the time to thank anyone who's listened to the podcast over the past five episodes. We have eclipsed 100 downloads over the uh, first five episodes. We're at uh, 121 right now. So I just want to take the time to thank anyone who's taken the time themselves to listen to me for about anywhere from eight to 30 minutes at a time. Um, more to come. Uh, let's get to the show. Hey guys, uh, TJ here uh, with another episode of this this shit we like to call a pretty neat podcast. And today I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, the Rock in professional wrestling and how the combination of the two taught me about racism. Now you might be thinking, how how did The Rock and how did professional wrestling teach TJ about racism? One of the hot I don't one of the hotbed topics of today's world, racism. How did The Rock, how did Dwayne Johnson in wrestling, pro wrestling teach TJ about that? Well, I'll tell you. Um, so a little backstory, I guess I was born in 94. I've been a wrestling, been a pro wrestling fan, uh, ever since I could remember. Um, one of my early memories was like, uh, we were in some apartment complex. Like we stayed for the first couple of years of my life. I remember we stayed at, I feel like at least two apartment complexes before we had to move back in with my grandma, but. I remember at one of them, uh, me and my dad were watching wrestling, and um, Kane, which if you don't know who Kane is, is like this tall, like seven foot, uh, three hundred plus pound guy. Wears a mask. His backstory is like he got burned as a child in a fire. Um, he does this thing when he comes to the ring. He waves his arms up and swishes them down and flames come out of the uh turnbuckle turnbuckle post excuse me uh that's another thing uh side note explaining wrestling to like non-wrestling fans is the weirdest thing because they don't it what that that goes for anything explaining anything to somebody that's not familiar with the thing you're explaining is just weird because they just look at you like you're the most insane person you know in a way you are in a, in a way fanatics of genres are insane because you love that genre and you want everybody else to love it but not everybody's gonna love everything so um but but anyway wait that was uh i think one of my first memories of um pro wrestling uh my first show was in 99 at uh the Joe uh Joe at the Joe uh Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit uh Survivor Series 99 uh the main event was uh The Rock versus Triple H versus The Big Show for the um WWF at the time the World Wrestling Federation Championship uh I I didn't know any better because I was a kid I was like a 5 year old kid uh, terrible. Like now, looking back at it as an adult, 
uh, terrible card. Absolutely awful card. Um, I think there was maybe one singles match on the card. I think if I can remember, it was only one. I think it was Kurt Angle versus Sean Stasiak, but just horrible card. But I didn't know the difference. I was a kid. I was just excited to be at a WWE event. I got a belt at that at that show, too. I got a world title belt, like the toy belt, which my sister promptly went to tear up um, not too long after I got it because, uh, I don't know, she's probably upset that she didn't get to go. But, uh, yeah, no, back to my story about how The Rock in wrestling taught me about racism. So, basically, uh, The Rock started with the WWE. He started with the WWE, formerly known as the WWF, back in 96. And um, he kind of didn't start off hot, right? He was, uh, well, he did and then cooled off very quickly. Like, he was blue chipper or whatever. Uh, baby face, neat cut, everything. That wasn't working out for him in the long run. So, right, he turns into the rock of today. Uh, kind of brash, arrogant, quick, witty with, like, the catchphrases and everything and stuff like that. And pretty soon he was in the main event picture of, uh, like, fighting for the world title and everything. So a guy by the name uh, – in the guy – a guy by the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin was his main enemy. The guy he was fighting most of the time for the World uh, Heavyweight Championship. So uh, they uh, they have their blow off match uh, at WrestleMania 15, right? Rock or uh, Rock loses. Stone Cold Steve Austin goes over. Which again, here's a wrestling fan explaining a non rest or. He's a wrestling fan explaining a wrestling term to a non-wrestling fan. If you are a non-wrestling fan listening to this, when somebody goes over, as you could probably tell, that means that uh, they won. They won the, the match. Wrestling's predetermined if you, f- for some reason, don't know that. um, So Austin goes over to Rock, right? Uh, they have a return match at the next pay-per-view. Where, uh, uh, by the way, The Rock is the bad guy in this scenario. Um, they have a return match at the next pay per view. Rock loses that. And then he, uh, the next night, he turns face, which is he becomes a good guy. So The Rock, like, it's, you're allowed to cheer The Rock now. And, um, Austin is, uh, he's still there, but he's like, his neck's really messing with him. So, you know, he, he runs with the title for a bit. Then he drops it to this guy uh, named Mankind, who then the next night drops it to this guy, uh, Hunter Hells. Hunter, it's, his fucking name's a tongue twister if you say it fast. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, which you may know as, or who you may know as Triple H. So, Austin, uh, he doesn't leave right away. He takes three months off. He, uh, Austin feuds with Triple H for the belt, uh, for a little bit with Triple H being successful. Then, um, they write Austin off TV by saying he got in a car or not a car accident, but he got ran over rest because wrestling is a crazy thing, folks. And, uh, meanwhile, the rock's been like 
uh, feuding with guys like kind of mid Carters. Well, he starts off feuding with Bonafide Main Eventer and uh, Undertaker, and he feuded with him for a little bit for the world title because Austin had lost the belt before he lost it to Mankind and won it back. Or before he lost it to Mankind, he lost it to Undertaker, but he won it back from Undertaker. But uh, before Austin could win his belt back, he, uh, the rock got a crack at him. Um, and this is the first instant. I, I almost missed this. All right. So undertaker, right? Uh, his character is basically, he's a dead undertaker. He's a, basically a dead druid, right? Uh, undead druid. But like in real life, he's a white guy. <laughs> so the rock who is, uh, to the best of my knowledge, half African American, half Polynesian, aka Samoan, uh, goes against the Undertaker at King of the Ring '99, right? And Undertaker is accompanied by Paul Bear, uh, who is another white guy, right? And I, all right, just to preface this, I'm not saying that racism is a one way street. I like. People of people of color can be racist. Uh, Caucasian people can be racist. Anybody can be racist. I'm just saying this is the specific way that wrestling taught me what racism was, in like an indirect way. So basically, Undertaker has this guy Paul Bear accompanying him to recite. Um, Undertaker's the bad guy. Rock is the face. Undertaker's the heel. And uh, pretty much the match starts. I remember the Undertaker right away hits the ref, which should be an automatic disqualification. But that kind of set up what was the narrative of the match, which was basically the Rock hit his finishing move. Uh, I think maybe at the most two minutes in had the match one, one, two, three, but the ref was out. And basically everybody in the world or every Undertaker was part of this group called the Ministry of Darkness. And that's fucking if that like saying that out loud just makes it seem like an anime group. Uh but okay, so no, he was a part of this group called the Ministry of Darkness. And which was part of a larger group called the Corporate Ministry, which was a group of, you guessed it, just full of white guys. But, um, no, Viscera is black and Farouk was black, but majority black guys so, or white guys. So basically the match is going on and Undertaker and Paul Bearer are cheating against The Rock, right? And every time I, I, and every time The Rock seems to get an advantage, it just seems to be derailed by these two. So the rack, uh, the rock, the rack, the rock finally gets on his uh, last uh, comeback or whatever. Seems like he's going to win, right? Out comes Triple H, who uh, had not won the title at the time, obviously. But uh, he's the final nail in the coffin. He's the final guy that screws the rock out of the title that night. So Rock loses, Undertaker goes over, Undertaker loses the title back to Austin. 
Austin loses the title to Mankind. The next night, Mankind loses the title to Triple H. This is a this is over the course of several months that this happens. But um, so okay, all right. So we have the stage. Uh, Rock wins. The, Rock the Rock wins this thing called the Royal Rumble, which basically, if you win the Royal Rumble, you get a title shot at WrestleMania. I feel like WrestleMania is a big enough thing for people that aren't wrestling fans to know what WrestleMania is. So I won't explain what WrestleMania is, except for it's the biggest show, biggest wrestling show of the year. Period. No, no matter what organization. But the Rock, all right. So the Rock gets a title shot at WrestleMania uh, through a bunch of convoluted means. His one-on-one title shot with the champion Triple H becomes a fatal four-way match. I by the WWE Network, it's really convoluted and pretty stupid how this match becomes a fatal four-way match, but. At WrestleMania, uh, it's an elimination for fatal four-way match, which means uh, if you get pinned, you're eliminated from the match until there's two people left and then the last man standing. Out of those two people, win the belt. Simple enough. So the last two people that are standing end up being The Rock and Triple H. Right? Oh, also to mention, in this match, uh, the four participants have a McMahon in their corner. Uh uh Linda McMahon is in the corner of McFoley. Shane is in the corner of the Big Show. Stephanie is in the corner of Triple H and Vince McMahon, the patriarch is in the corner of The Rock, right? So, blah blah blah, the match, you know, Mc uh Big Show gets eliminated, McFoley gets eliminated. It's all down to The Rock and Triple H. Right, so Rock and Vince McMahon versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, spoiler warning: uh, Vince betrays uh, Vince. Oh, McMahon's obviously white. Uh, Vince betrays the Rock, and then all three are the both of the McMahons and Triple H screw the Rock over, and then Triple H retains. Now, you might be thinking, well, this is it's predetermined, right? It's supposed to, you know, whatever. Well, there's two things about this that were weird. Um, Well, I'm, I'm not sure of two. I, I, if I think of the second thing, I'll come up. I'll say it, but whatever. WrestleMania is usually a show, especially at that time. Like now, it's it's not guaranteed. Uh, But especially at that time where wrestling was still thought of as uh, was still thought of as like kind of a full legit sport for most of or no, no not even that like it was it wasn't the internet wasn't as prevalent so you didn't have people ruining finishes or predicting stuff as much you had like the wrestling observer and all those dirt sheets and whatever but it wasn't the internet wasn't as prevalent, so it was still some air of surprise. Today, is it's like you could predict a card. No problem. It's no surprise. But if you love it enough, you'll still watch it. But anyway, uh, WrestleMania is traditionally 
a go home show for the faces, for the good guys. Like the good guys usually always win at WrestleMania because it's the biggest card of the year and you want to send the fans home happy. And how you do that, you have their their uh, heroes, the good guys win. This was one of the first WrestleManias. It might have been the first WrestleMania ever where the bad guy won at the end. And there was no happy ending. Right. So I like just watching that as a kid. I it just like some clicked out. Like I thought that was weird. I thought that was really weird. And then. So. All right. So moving on. The next pay-per-view is Backlash. And. Um, basically, it's the Rock. It's the Rock versus Triple H in a return match for the title. But. Really, it's The Rock versus Triple H and several other white people. So, you know, it's it's still ringing and everything. And, like, I would be watching this with my parents and stuff. And more specifically, my dad. And you could just see, like, the look on my dad's face. Just, like, you can't see me doing this nod right now that I'm doing. But he would just give this nod, like, mm, fucking fuck that's some racist ass shit but um uh basically at backlash the rock miraculously wins despite being uh attacked by several other people than the guy he's supposed to go against and again i i want to preface i know that this was predetermined this is a predetermined show everything everything's agreed upon for the most part before the match even starts it's just let me vent. So basically, uh, I think we're going to end here at, at, um, in this little story at, uh, judgment day, which was the next pay-per-view and where the rock, who is the WWF champion was to face triple H in a 60 minute Iron Man match. The hour, as good old JR would call it. And the special guest referee was Shawn Michaels, who is known as being Triple H's on screen and real life best friend. Again, Caucasian. So, like, it's Triple H. And like Shawn Michaels was supposed was neutral, right? Shawn Michaels was on neither side. Uh so again, it's Triple H, or it's The Rock versus Triple H, with Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon, uh Triple H's group of buddies called Degeneration X, which had Shawn Waltman, known as X Pac, the Road Dog, Jesse James, uh. I'm not sure if I think Billy Gunn had got kicked out at that time. And uh and Xbox girlfriend Tori. All Caucasian. Long story short or long story short, The Rock ends up losing the match. I think three falls to two after he was disqualified from interference from the Undertaker. Who was returning as a good guy, but he chokeslammed Triple H, which causes a disqualification 
and he lost the title. Um, so The Rock, in my little useful mind, had been thwarted once again by them white folk. And I was like, like looking back, it's kind of funny. But then I was just fucking angry. I like at then I hated Triple H, but I didn't hate him for the reason that I understand he sh- that they wanted me to hate him then, if that makes sense. I'll say that again, just in case that didn't make any sense. I hated Triple H, but I didn't hate him for the reason that the WWF slash E wanted me to hate him back then. The WWF wants Triple H is usually played a heel, a bad guy for most of his career. In spurts, he's played a face, but he's a he could play both fairly well, but he's a fantastic heel. He's one of the best heels ever in the business. The point. I'm trying to figure. The WWE wanted you to hate Triple H because he was an evil, sadistic, psychotic, narcissistic son of a bitch. He was evil. He will hurt anybody and everybody to get what he wants. He's selfish. He only cares about the title, the world title, and what a person could do in order to help him get the title. He wanted to eliminate all competition. And I mean like eliminate permanently all competition. He wanted to take over the company at one point. To eliminate this competition. He wants to cripple you with his trademark sledgehammer. He's just an evil. Again an evil psychotic. Son of a bitch. That's what Triple H's character is. And today, even today, is still that base ground for his character, except for now he's basically he basically runs the place. So now you hate him because he's a boss and he gets to decide what you watch and what you see. That's why WWE. That's what WWE wants you to hate about Triple H. WWE doesn't want you to hate that he's white, which is what I done or no WWE doesn't want you to hate. That he's white and he always beats the black guy, it seems. That's why I hated about Triple H back then was that, hey, you got this guy. He just so happens to be white, but he's beating my hero who is black. Uh, So. I don't know, I, I it's this has been gone for almost 24 minutes now, but I guess in those coherent rambling or incoherent ramblings. You could understand how pro wrestling, The Rock, and I guess by extension Triple H, taught me about racism. Indirectly, I will add, like in totally indirectly, uh, they have had some gimmicks, some uh, storylines since those storylines, uh, like the the whole tr- that involved Triple H, coincident uh, that involved Triple H, uh, the whole. Triple H Booker T feud was uncomfortable and seemed very, very, very much race, racially charged. Um, I guess then they WWE might have wanted you to hate Triple H because he was being a raving racist 
in that game, in that uh feud. But um, but this isn't about Booker T. This isn't about WrestleMania Nine Booker T versus Triple H. This is uh The Rock and Triple H in pro wrestling, i.e. WWF slash E, teaching me about racism. Um, if you're still here, uh, please, whatever, um, wherever or whatever you're watching, watching, whatever you're listening to the podcast on, uh, give it a rate, please. Five stars would be appreciated. Uh, also leave a comment, you know, constructive criticism. It's pretty dope. And, uh, go check out Cooleyville. Um, I know I, I keep saying I'm going to post a video on there and stuff, but, um, I don't know. There should be one up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, more into taking my time, making the videos quality or doing the most editing to cover up the shittiness of them. But, uh, yeah, if you could go ahead and do there and if you're not subscribed yet, subscribe. It's free as fuck because it's YouTube. Uh, Give the videos a like, maybe a comment. Again, constructive criticism is welcome. And uh, uh, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys later. Okay, bye.